This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli is with us this morning. You can text the show on 8.12.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. I went slightly off mic then, no one noticed. It's all okay. right. Morning, boys. Morning. Morning, gents. Morning. Yes. <laughs> you don't hear that very often. No, well, I've you? told you before, when do you hear it? You hear it when Piers Morgan is leaving his house addressing uh, the paparazzi oh, members yeah. of the media. Morning, yeah. gents. Yeah, oh. I, I can see that, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, um, Faye, much, much name checked on this show, is um, producing today with uh, Molly riding pillion. And Sarah Bishop, our normal uh, producer, is at uh, normal. the um, I, something. I might get the title wrong. It's something like the British Country and Western. Is it awards? Festival. It's a festival. The British Country and Western Festival in, oh. of course, Blackpool. Yes. At um, the Gay Tower Ballroom. Is it still called that? <laughs> I have no idea. It used to be called the Gay Tower Ballroom. I mean, tough, tough room, Frank. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> tough room. Yeah. <laughs> Asking me and Pierre, what is it called, the ballroom at Blackpool? Yes. Anyway, um, so they're, they're up there, I'm, I'm guessing, line dancing like there's no tomorrow. <gasps> Surely. Do you think they'll be cracking out the door? <laughs> you can line dance to other songs. Can you, though? I have. Frank actually got... He loved his line dancing. I remember that, Frank. Oh, yeah. You were very passionate well, about it. Well, I went it. through what a happened? period of profound loneliness, and the nice thing about <laughs> line dancing is you don't have to take a partner. You can just go and dance. Um, so I would drive to Hendon. Sure. Uh, and, oh. um, and, and attend... Uh, a mass sort of line dancing thing with a lady in a Stetson on stage with what we used to call a Madonna microphone, which I believe young people call a microphone. (laughs) And um, she would lead us through, and it's great. And then you just go home alone and no-one knows for sure that you weren't accompanied. (laughs) Okay. I imagine you have to wear a belt with a very large buckle. You don't have to. Some weeks I did and some weeks I... I have, I've actually got a John Wayne buckle. Oh, yeah. You know, these are t- detachable buckles. That sounds buckles. nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to have a few um, buckles that you could choose from. I had um, an Ozzy Osbourne buckle as oh, yeah. well. Yeah. Mid-eating bat. That's my... Um, no. The line dancing is very good for the, um, the shorter man because of the... Uh, it's a way, you know, you can introduce the heel. You get that extra two inches. Oh, yeah, the Cuban heel. Yeah. Yeah, I never went for the cowboy boot. Do not? No. It's hard to drive in, I find. <laughs> I have to get to Hendon. I don't want to be like... You know that thing when you're in a car and you're going to change your shoes? You can't oh, work yeah. out where you put your feet. Do you put the shoes on the ground? Yeah. And then put your feet into them, or do you bring them and they're by the pedal? They're on the pedals. I don't. Oh man, no, I don't want that. So I just went there and I danced in um, in my straightforward footwear. Nothing. I must have gone there six or seven times, and then I. Um, He's done it all, Pierre. He, yeah. he had an ice skating period. Do you remember that, Frank? Yeah, all, most of these were anti-loneliness devices. <laughs> One of Batman's lesser discussed accessories. <laughs> the trouble is, I was uh, I was learning to ice skate, and um, I was 
the, they used to queue. I used to go in for a lesson when it was closed. I came to mm. watch you once. I yeah. Mean, I, I did tell you I was there. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, what would happen is people would be queuing for when it opened. So I'd be in there just before. So there would be a load of people watching me ice skate incredibly <laughs> badly. <laughs> and once, I remember, the guy was trying out... that they had, It was a standing guy for the music or something. And I was ice skating very, very tentatively. And this suddenly it went... Dun, 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 dun. With all these people watching, like some <laughs> grotesque pantomime of humanity in in crisis, I didn't enjoy that. Frank Skinner, Frank Skinner. on Absolute Radio. Oh, here's 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 a thing. Um, there's been a lot of talk about the cost of living just lately, which is, I mean, I can't ever remember anything being this bad economically mm. and I was thinking about when I was um, poor mm. and uh, there was a phenomenon that the poor used in those days which I don't know if this still exists and that was what I would call dying as a new garment deception technique so you would have a, a, a white shirt, which you would then dye blue, as if you'd got a new shirt. Right, I see. And I don't know if people... Do people still dye clothes? Mm, interesting. The only thing... I mean, I've heard of people... It's quite common to... Um, commonplace, I should say. Yeah. Um, to dye uh, one's wedding dress, isn't it? Uh, Is it? To use... Uh, so then it can be a nice uh, evening wear garment. Isn't it recognised? What about the veil? Do you uh, <laughs> teach the veil? You don't need the veil. No. And also nice black sort of goth vibe, maybe. But it's dying. Yeah. I, it was honestly... It was a, I mean, my mum would, you know, dye something a different colour deliberately. Not. I'm, mm. I'm talking about the red sock in the... Has that gone? No, the, uh, the last time I did anything. Can I say in that, that Mo era, Molly and Faye are both looking at me as if they dye clothing every day of the week? They're quite <laughs> make doing men, though. Are they? Yeah, and that was quite trendy, the crocheting, the Gen oh, Z yes. like all that, don't yes. they? Yes, quilt making. Yeah, crafts. They love crafts. Oh, Etsy. man. Yeah. What is it? Etsy. What yeah. about it? <laughs> <laughs> what is Etsy? I'll deal with this, Pierre. Okay. Well, you deal Leap with in. it. Leap in. No, go on. It's a sort of handmade craft uh, version of eBay. Oh, okay. If you make your own jewellery, you can sell it on Etsy. Y is it like the Yorkshire version of eBay? No, do you know <laughs> eBay what? gone. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Frank, you would actually like Etsy because there's a lot of um, lovely sort of Doctor Who figurines. Oh, yeah. Is that? Yeah, Handcrafted. Like yeah. I'll tell you what puts me off is one of the most excruciating experiences I find is if you go to a craft fair mm. and you think, oh, I, don't, I actually don't mind those... Um, Dog made out of dogs' tooth key rings that they've got, and you pick it up and you say, "Oh yeah," and the, and the person is there, yeah. and they say, "I say, yeah, well, they're nice. How much are they?" And they say, uh, "23 pounds 50 <laughs> and it's that the putting down and walking away. How do you do that? Yeah. And I tend to go, oh, "Okay, they're nice," and I'll say to them, "But they're nice, aren't they? Though? They're nice as if we're going to, yeah, I'll put that. Let's anyway, let's have. A, I'll say to them, let's have a wander around, and yeah." And what I mean to say is, no, 
No, that's yeah. wrong. I don't want that then. You scoundrel. It's yeah. too confronting. Oh, it's like man, the it's artist awful. standing in the gallery in front of the painting. No, they shouldn't be there, the people who make them and stuff. <laughs> they should not be there. That's just what awkward. If, what if they had a sort of rotation system where everyone runs the stall to their left? That would be better. And then yeah. when they say it's £23.50 and you go, that's so much, and you go, I know, it's just a terrible, d- disgusting bracelet. Yeah, it's absolutely awful. Maybe you want to look at those um, scarves made out of willow bark Just on a, my store. But what I like about the crafter is that they're still clinging on to the white sticker for the pricing. You know, the tiny round white oh, sticker. You yeah. don't see that so often these days. Look, you know, I, God bless them. It's like I, I watch Antiques Roadshow. Congratulations. <laughs> I tell you what I like about it as a comedian. It is the... Antiques Roadshow is the spiritual home of laughing at things that aren't funny. Yes. You know that sort of middle-class filling in of silence? There's a great deal of that. So Fiona Bruce will say, um, well, I I don't think... uh, So that's £10,000, and Fiona Bruce will say, well, I don't think I'll be wearing that down to the fish and chip shop. Gets enormous (laughs) laughter from everyone around, and everyone thinks, that's it, life is okay. There wasn't a silence there for us to think about our inner beings. Um... (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of that. And the thing is, I, I've told you this before, but me and my partner shout gutted quite often when we yeah. watch Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> yeah. So they'll say, yes, we've had these medals in the family for you, my great-grandfather's medal. And he said, yes, well, of course, he said they have, you know, tremendous emotional value. Um, at auction, probably between 150 and 200 pounds. And me and Kath <laughs> both show gutted, because they are... The people you can see, and they go, oh, oh, and they are gutted, utterly gutted. Right, whenever they say, oh, as much as that, yeah. with a slight note of disappointment oh, in the voice. Yeah. It's a show also that refuses to accept that Google exists. <laughs> Surely, just Google it. You've got a vase, Google it, I'll tell you what it's worth. You've got a full name and address on oh, the base of the And sometimes they'll say, this vase been in the family for years, with much beloved, and they'll say, okay... Um, I, I think an auction could go 70 to 80 pounds for oh. it. No, go on. They said, well, I wouldn't part with it. <laughs> Open bracket, now. <laughs> <laughs> now I know it's worth nothing. on Absolute Radio. We've heard from our lovely readers. Uh-huh. And... Oh, morning, Elvis. All <laughs> things. Uh, Helen Haywood has got in touch with us. Oh, yeah. Morning. Dying is definitely very popular in my house. Not just clothes, but bedding. Bedding? And hair. Hair, yeah, but hair I'm not including in this. Mm. Mm. Because hair is generally, um, it's an affectation, the dying of hair. The dying of clothes, I think, can be a, a practical... If you dye your hair, people don't think you've bought new hair. No, (laughs) never. Um, What if you tie-dye your hair? I suppose highlighting is tie-dyed hair. Yes, tie-dyed. Sharon has also got in touch. Nice, classic, simple. Uh, Hi, Frank and team. I bought a dress a while back. I didn't like the pattern. Dyed it black. 
Now wearable. See, and then I she's done a thumbs up emoji. It does still exist. Mm. That makes me happy. Did I tell you the other week that uh, my partner Kath said to me, oh, I saw blah, blah, one of those people who dyes his teeth. And I thought, I've never heard hey. it. I don't think I've ever heard it called that. She meant whiten. Oh. But I, it is dying, is it not? She didn't mean ritually dyes his teeth no. using a sort of red clay. Not different. Not um, like um, I had a cleaner once who came in with uh, alternate orange fingernail, yellow fingernail. And she said, I'm going to Ibiza next week and this is at Sea and Sand. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I loved it. We've also heard from someone who just refers to themselves as Cardiff, from Cardiff. Oh, yeah. Dear Frank Skinner, long-time reader, first-time caller, I recently met someone who said that you were on their Mount Rushmore of comedy. Praise ever-present but faithfully redacted. <laughs> That's from Cardiff. That's good. It's actually um, Irene from Cardiff. How many How many uh, presidents are on? Is it four? Four. four. But there were, I believe there was... They feel there was room for a fifth, but wasn't there a thing where the sculptor just abandoned the project? I think... I think he just thought, oh, I've done four now, that's it. Wasn't yeah. there a story, and it could be, that, that Donald Trump investigated <laughs> whether there was room? I, th- I think he almost said he did. out for vacancies. Imagine saying to a PA, will you check out for vacancies on Rushmore? So who's on there, Pierre? Yeah. Lincoln... Washington, Lincoln, and Washington, and and, and one of them's Jefferson. got spectacles. Roosevelt, yeah. Roosevelt, and Jefferson. Because I thought that was a bold move by the sculptor to go for spectacles. Hard, hard to know mm. what to, what decision to make with that. Hard to carve. Mm. Do you carve a flat surface of spectacle and paint the eyes on? No, I look, never. I like, do that. I like oh. joke, joke glasses. Yeah, <laughs> that would look like the magnifying glass joke in airplane. Yes. No, you can't. You can't do that. How did he do it? Did it? Does he just got like blank spectacles, like he's um, welding? I think who's, they, who's the fourth one then? It's Jefferson Roosevelt. Oh, Jefferson's yeah. on there. Oh, yeah. that's, I wouldn't recognise Jefferson if he walked in here now. <laughs> No idea what Jefferson looked like. He'd be quite the guest. <laughs> yeah, he would. And uh, later on, we got Thomas Jefferson <laughs> on the show, um, who's flown in from Rushmore. They so. should have... I mean, it's a shame they should have carried on. You can't just abandon something like that. Or oh, they'll leave it at those four. Yeah, I know. They should have, it should have been added to all the time. Like, um, mm. like the oil paintings of prime ministers at uh, Number 10 Downing Street. Or just the, like when you, when you start writing a big sign at school, but you rapidly realise your initial <laughs> letters are far too big. Yeah. yeah. So the size of the president's head gets gradually Yeah, so smaller. they're like tiny, tiny <laughs> little... Oh, uh, we've got to fit them all in, oh God. <laughs> yeah. Tiny little... Uh, what is it that uh, Samuel Johnson said about Milton, that he could carve a mighty monument, but he couldn't um, cut a face into a cherry stone? <laughs> Meaning that he was great on big epics, but not so good on little short poems. Quite clever, I thought. Absolute Radio. <laughs> Real Music Matters. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've... Um Heard from, yeah, you see, talking of uh, Ultra Magnus, one of our regulars, mm-hmm. he says, I believe that John Bon Jovi dyes his teeth a shade of very, very light blue. They actually show up white. I've seen there. John Bon Jovi's teeth from very close up. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> I don't know if they've changed much, but I 
They are the teeth that stick in my mind of when I first realised that the whole teeth thing was changing. Because, you know, in teeth you get grooves and slight, you know, indentations. Mm. But they, yeah, they were like piano keys. They were absolutely flat on the surface, the ones he had. Mm. So they didn't, they didn't look like... He hadn't whitened them, he'd done... It was like a fence... He built a sort of glowing white fence. I didn't notice the blue tint. I know in the Superman comics, he always the tint on his hair was always blue. The idea yeah. that his hair was so black. Yeah, the Reagan blue. black. Mm. It's interesting when I watch uh, my dating shows, and I, you know, I love my dating shows. Often the the ladies will say, when they say, "What are you looking for?" It's usually in the top three requirements is, and I've got to have someone with veneers. Really? It always strikes me as odd that they say, I've got to have someone whose teeth are, were so bad that they had to be filed down what and a... new ones were placed really? on them. It seems an odd request. I mean, if they said, I want nice teeth, they don't say, I want nice teeth. They say, he's got to have veneers. Well, I, I knew someone who um, was absolutely ahead of the curve with um, dating. Mm. She went to a dating agency when they were called Lonely Hearts. <laughs> and um, they... She had to do an interview and fill in a form. There was no internet or anything. And uh, they said that the most commonly ticked box of absolute essentials in a partner was must live within five mile radius. <laughs> and I think that says so much about like the area and the time and because it's like yeah I'm absolutely in love with this guy but I'm not catching the two bosses <laughs> I mean he not. was my soulmate and he happened to live three and a half miles away <laughs> yeah. what are the yeah. chances isn't it amazing but I love I also got a friend who said that um, when she was asked um, that she wouldn't go out with anyone under five foot ten that was her first thing that she put down. So we've all got our different priorities for dating. See, that's never bothered me. Yeah? I'm a fan of the Napoleon types. No, I can... Uh, uh, you went out with Rod Steiger, didn't you, in the, <laughs> in the 80s? It's one of the very few people I didn't go out with in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 082, morning oh. team, at my boarding school in already. Yeah. Uh, when you got your first single or double room, as opposed to dormitory... Uh, the done thing was to steal bed sheets and tie-dye them and hang them on the walls. These were called drapes. More sophisticated boys would buy proper ones from Ken Market. Other essentials were red light bulbs, joss sticks, a good stereo system, preferably by some artisan British manufacturer, and, of course, <laughs> ashtrays. Oh, it sounds... Idyllic. Jimmy, the face is one of our regulars. Ah, Keith painted an enormous um, mushroom cloud on his bedroom. Oh. What is it, political act? Yeah, political act, yeah, it's with, CN, with the CND uh, symbol. Adorable. All oh, right. Yeah. Pro, pro or against the huge mushroom cloud? No, I think he was against okay. nuclear. I bet Keith, <laughs> you don't I meet Keith many, had a few ashtrays in his room. Yeah, you don't meet, like, fiercely pro-nuclear protesters, do you? He's no. sort of an alternative to CND with it, when they really like nuclear stuff. <laughs> well. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Pierre uh, Novelli is with us this morning. Um, and I, I read some cracking reviews of your Edinburgh show. Oh, thank you very you, much. I mean, you come back on a, on a wave of triumph. <laughs> 
<laughs> Many. I, I weren't sure. I thought I was expecting a cancellation this really? morning. How are you going to keep Pierre down on the farm now that he's seen Paris? <laughs> <laughs> Did you yeah. see Paris? I, I did. I'm too good for, for milking cows now. Oh, that's that's true. what I think. I knew it. Oh, oh, thank you not to refer to me. <laughs> um, um, so did his show do well, Frank? Well, the stuff I read, it was great. It went. It was a good uh, a good month. Like, thank you to the listeners who came. Got a lot of people on the way out saying that they'd heard me on this show. Okay, which is good. No, I don't think I met Simon of Sudbury or any regulars, but. Uh, Oh, you can't have everything. You can't have everything. I don't know if how many of our people are legally allowed to travel. <laughs> <laughs> With the tagging and the curfews, very difficult. <laughs> also, oh, a, a lot of black T-shirts, the absolute listeners. They don't like the summer. Yeah, no. two of dates on the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, was, was it a generally a brilliant Edinburgh? It was good. It was interesting. To, it's the first real one since pre-COVID, first big one. Mm-hmm. Um it was interesting to try and sort of. I, I felt I felt more like a sort of market stall trader than than I normally do. Kind of eyeing up the Royal Mile and the n- number of crowds and saying, "Oh, good good day for trading or bad day for trading." You know, that's quite oh, satisfying. Okay. Did you have one of those like, leather pouches on that they used to have with change? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I was just yelling, "Fresh jokes!" Just <laughs> just screaming. I wish it was spaces. more like that. I imagine that's what Bartholomew Fair was like in London. Yeah. Was all sorts of strange entertainments. Mm. One man who wore a leather dragon outfit and told a, a, a sort of medieval tale. <laughs> oh, my ultimate nightmare. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that. No, well, it's, um, and what did you? Uh, where did you stay? Did you have accommodation in the? No, no, he slept vicinity? off. Well, I haven't finished. Anyway. <laughs> well, because of the big uh, rental issues, we mm. we ended up staying sort of an hour's walk out of town. So oh dear, you could sort of trudge in and and reflect on previous previous day's show. That's always good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To have a bit of an airlock between you and the madness, I think. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, also, of, walking back if you've had a great show. It's fantastic. Mm. Striding. It's like flying. I hope you had some disasters, though, whilst you were up there. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> I, uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I, I put on quite a bit of weight, I think, just from the from the kind of random late-night meals and things like mm. that. And I enjoyed the uh, attempts by local restaurants at what they that they think is price gouging. But if you live in London you, and you've tasted real <laughs> gouging, you know. Yeah. And you go in and uh, we we got told by the people printing our flyers that all the restaurants come in and get new menus printed the week before the fringe. With oh, higher really? prices, yeah. Mm. La- quickly laminate them. Quick, quick, quick. <laughs> and if you go into the chippies, they haven't really bothered with that level of effort. They've just put a post-it note with sort of six over the four <laughs> in a four ninety nine fish supper. I think that's <laughs> fair enough. I think if you're going to be invaded for a month, you should be able to cash in. I don't, I don't begrudge the food outlets. The, the, but I, what I like is that they don't understand who they're dealing with, do they, when it's people from London? As if they're sort of getting one over on you. Oh, that'll be four? No, six ninety nine. Don't, don't tell them. <laughs> no, God, no. If they see what we pay for a kebab in London, though. There'd be no stopping them. OK. Um, <laughs> I feel it's out there now. You've spoiled it for yeah. all those people going next yeah, to you. Yeah, I do. Anyway. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.
This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or you can email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. What do you think? What's your choice? Boys, I would like to discuss... I think it's Sir Lewis Hamilton now. Yes. Is it? Oh, yes. Favourite movie? His favourite movie? Her Grand Prix. Herbie Goes Bananas. I love knowing a sports person's favourite movie. It never disappoints. Cool Runnings. Good choice. I I don't know. Cool Runnings. Should I? Yes, you do. It's about the Jamaican bobsleigh team. Oh, yes, of course. I think, in fact, it might be on Michael Owen's top ten. Is it really? You know, he's only seen... Well, I say top ten. He's only seen ten movies. He confirmed that when I met him. And what about um, Sir Alex Ferguson's? Oh, I think we know Seabiscuit. Seabiscuit. <laughs> he said, I'm not one of these people who's just like... He said, I'm not like Arsene Wenger who's just watching like Bundesliga football on a Tuesday night. He said, I've got a bit more of a broad view of the world. My favourite film is Seabiscuit. It's about horse racing. <laughs> Yeah, not we falling too far Wenger from the tree. the Ingmar Bergman film. <laughs> um, now, I adore Lewis Hamilton, and I'll tell you why. Is he a short king? Frank's learned a new phrase, I have. and he's so. Will you explain, Frank? You got so excited in the break. Well, um, the ubiquitous Faye. Um, was telling me there's a thing called a short king, where um, that's a bloke who's good with being short. And then um, Molly, her assistant, said you could have a short king summer. Can you? Where well, you can think, you know, what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang around with uh, a short king. Well, he, uh, it's a hybrid. It's a mashup of hot, uh, hot girl summer, and we had to explain. But we, it, I've never heard of a short king before, though, and it's it's someone who's very like okay with it all. Mm. Self assured, yeah. Like the one in um, Shrek. <laughs> Yes. No, actually, no. not like the no, he's a, he actually is a short king, but he's, he's very quite insecure. You've taken it too literally. It's not a Clopper Castle or something. No, you can't. I'd never heard it before, so I'm still working my mind around it. Okay, well, think of a perfect short king for you presently. Would um, Would Tom Cruise be a short king? One hundred. Okay. Well done. Would you okay. say? Yeah, we're getting a nod from Faye. It's hard okay. because he's never depicted as short in films. They're always filming. Well, I don't like what you're suggesting. At an angle. Like Alan Ladd. Alan Ladd was a Hollywood leading man, and you either, you had to stand on the, he had to stand on the box, which he was less keen on, or they would dig a trench for walking shots that you had to walk in. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently the average height of a sort of Hollywood leading man is short, is below average or or shorter than you'd think. How tall are you, Pierre? Uh, Six feet. Four, yeah, six, three. I thought you would stay out of it. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right for some. Um, so, Sir Lewis... I used to be five, ten and a half. I'm about five, nine now. What happened? I've stooped. Oh. <laughs> you stooped to this. I have. I've stooped. I think I have physically stooped. You've gone a bit... Uh, I have the look of an old sign. retainer about me. You know, the faithful old <laughs> butler. That's, that's my bit, look um, now. Old old people crossing sign. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've, I've got that thing, yeah, where I, yeah, I need a stick, really. Yeah. I had a stick once. I did my backing and I had a walking stick. I must say I quite liked it. 
this is what's great for the goths. It's very anti-aging. Yeah. Because what happens is that the transition is very easy. You just think, no, I've always had this stick. Oh, yeah. I've always had this cane. Alice Cooper have had a cane for years. You've always worn Victorian clothes. You haven't been out in the sun, so there's a lot, lot, yeah. lot of ageing from the sun. Yeah, but yeah. you do know that I was... Um, in suspended animation in a block of ice under a London shop and I am actually from 1861. Can I say we've got a Short King nomination? First up? Go on. Stephen Graham. I'm down for that. Oh, good one. Yeah. Good one. I didn't know what a Short King was <laughs> 20 minutes ago and now it's a texting. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So Lewis Hamilton... Mm. He and I have something in common, okay? Okay. And he has... He once listed his, the three things he hates the most, and on his list was onions. Oh, okay. Then you, he is a kindred spirit. I saw him pranked once, and the prank was someone left an onion on his dashboard. <laughs> and he goes absolutely... He's screaming. He's terrified of it. Really? Yeah. Get away! Get away from me! If I was a policeman <laughs> called in to that crime, you're gonna you're gonna want to talk to Verstappen, aren't you? Isn't that your first? <laughs> eh? that's your first interview, isn't it? Excuse me, could I just smell your hand? <laughs> exactly. Trying to see. If well, he's... no, it's no, no, no. Come here. <laughs> yeah. See if he's been crying recently. So on his list, he has a couple of things. Uh, one was onions. He says he also hates um, wasting time. Wasting time, yeah. Because that's one of his pet hates. And traffic. Wasting time and traffic are very yeah. race driver things to be yeah. against. Sorry. I like um, the idea of avoiding traffic <laughs> by becoming a formula. There's <laughs> just a, bit, you know, a lot more room on the roads. Well, he did say recently... He, there was published a list of things he hates the most as well, mm. but apparently also on this is driving on normal roads. Yes. And he said it's. He said there's just so much going on, it's too st stressful. And then rather brilliantly he added, I try not to do things that don't add to my life. Oh, OK. Your witness. I don't know what he means by that, but I, I'm presuming I read a thing with him, which I think is probably from this same interview, where he was in a, he was driving in France with the interviewer, and he said, I made a note of this, he said, look, we're on these roads, anything can happen. <laughs> well, he's got a point. Um, I suppose there's less things that can happen on a Formula One. That's track, true. If you but when they happen... Yeah. That's true. If, if you get, if you're a Formula One driver and you're used to driving with only the very elite of a highly trained cadre of drivers, and then someone goes, "Would you like to have a go with just anyone?" Mm. But also, there's things like, when does he ever have to do a three point turn? Yeah. Maybe yeah. when he's doing an exhibition for one of his sponsors, because he's got a brand, um, and I'm not, uh, we're not doing a read, but <laughs> he's sponsored by uh, Monster Energy. And what I like what about is that? It's a drink. Oh, okay. And what I like is he's sometimes forced to give quite serious press interviews and refer to this drink. So he'll say, <laughs> Do you remember uh, Nigel Kennedy used to say monster a lot as a... Yeah, it was an absolute monster symphony. <laughs> I love that. 
Brilliant, gone. But occasionally he'll have to say, and he'll have to sort of say things in interviews, and he'll refer to it quite seriously. Really, and try. And it's very hard to sound dignified because he'll say things like, "Yeah, you know, it was, I'm working with such a cool brand um, with Monster Energy." I mean, and- to be fair to him, he's he's probably a bit short of money, so he needs <laughs> yeah. to do that. <laughs> He tries to crow my in and he said, yeah, I mean, I'm working with, you know, I get to work with some monster athletes and he uses it. Does he? Monster. Does he say that? I think you've got to say as Nigel Kennedy if you're going to use it. He's monster. Fully absorbed the brand. But why, though? How much money do these people need? How much land does a man need? It's also an energy drink that's mostly associated with people playing World of Warcraft for 36 hours straight. Is it? Yeah. They they sit in those terrible high-backed football (laughs) manager chairs. That's nothing more depressing. When I see a YouTube video when someone's so committed to a sedentary lifestyle and they've bought one of the football manager chairs. Those things that that look like they're from an aeroplane that managers sit in. Gaming chairs. You need a gaming chair. So it's actually a gaming chair. That's what that is, a gaming chair. They've all got Mm -hmm. them, the YouTubers. They have Mm -hmm. a gaming chair. They spend so much time sitting there. And what is it? Supports all your... It's got a sort of headrest thing, and like you say, it looks like a sort of fighter pilot's yeah. chair. It looks like a nylon throne. <laughs> I like the idea of a nylon throne. <laughs> that, to me, sums up sort of what's happened to the modern world. People on a nylon throne. Well, sure, sure things. It is like a gossamer prince. <laughs> I just wondered while we were talking then, why is he called a dashboard? Well, Steve Burgess has said, I was waiting for Frank to girlfriend in a coma onion on a dashboard. Bit disappointed, to be honest. Oh, okay. I'll do it now for you. Thank you. Onion on a dashboard, I know, I know. It's serious. (laughs) Um, Why is it called a dashboard? Good question. Pierre, I look Pierre? to you mm. as a man to know this. We had many dark nights in our tour. Oh boss. dear! <laughs> on, on the motorway, mm. talking about um, everything that ever happened in the history of the world. That's and true. Pierre usually has an amazing fact. You don't know what a dashboard? Why? No, I'm going to oh. have to just make the obvious guess. Something to do with dashing about. Not sure. It's not. Will it be a Morse code related thing? That's the only. The only. Well, it is long and thin Mm. and black, like a dash on Morse code. That's true. And maybe the wheels represent the like two. Um, Two dots. Yeah. It's yeah. largely <laughs> largely guesswork, right? I hope it's not that because that's rubbish. If it's that, and you've guessed that, you need to buy a lottery ticket. I think. Yeah. Mm. No, he doesn't actually. Um, <laughs> no, but He's I will any. Person. I will any. He's the last person who needs to buy one. On my behalf. Um, so, Lewis, Sir Lewis. Lewis. As we were talking about, he doesn't like traffic. He doesn't like driving on normal roads. This is my my partner, Kath, can drive. She's passed the test. She doesn't drive. Mm. And her argument is that she can drive perfectly well, but she can't do roundabouts. Mm. And it is very restricting mm. for general driving. But I presume she could be a Formula One yes. Yes. driver. Although, yes. is a racetrack, could that be seen as part of the roundabout family? 
Yeah. One enormous, very fast roundabout. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of chicanes. I mean, is the M25 a roundabout? The world's largest, perhaps. Mm. Interesting. Oh, lovely question to pose. Um, it's a very pebble mill at one thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What's it? Can I just tell you what I thought was one of the most... You know, there are some things... I've, 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 I've spoken before about when I was filming with... Um, Chas and Dave and they were late and the researcher phoned and said I'm sorry I can't they made me stop at a pie and mash shop and I thought that that is fine because I love news which tells me that all is as I see the world that's how, yes. that's how it is yes. and um there's, there was a driving story about Roy do you remember Roy Chubby Brown the uh the uh, adult comedian. I do, yeah. It's a nice one, but Yes. Yeah, and he was stopped on the A19 in Yorkshire by the police because he was driving whilst reading the Sun newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> All is well with the world. Well, speaking of words and their origins, Steve Burgess has saved me from my own ignorance mm. by writing in Read the Origin of Dashboard. Good. Uh, he says, or claims, horse carriages had fixtures on the front to act as a barrier. Uh, these were boards of wood or leather to protect the occupants from dirt or mud. And when oh, a horse yeah. kicks up debris, it is also referred to as being dashed up. Not, sh- not sure if this is correct, he hedges. Uh, okay. But that, I like it. That yeah. sounds like a... A, a mud god. A posh person saying you're quite a bullion, you're dashed up, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> or like um, the very euphemistic way of describing the horrors of the First World War. Yeah. He was awfully dashed up. <laughs> lot. Yeah. You go, oh, I'm going to imagine what that means, but it's not good. Ugh. One of um, another one of um, Lewis Hamilton's fears was spiders. Yes, that did surprise me. <laughs> well, it surprised that he said, a lot of people. He said he told someone. And they said, again, I quote, uh, I, he said, I tell people I'm frightened of spiders and, and people say, dude, you drive around <laughs> 200 miles per hour. Does he um, live with Beavis and Butthead? <laughs> surely in they'd be saying... Surely... <laughs> Have they moved to Switzerland now to avoid tax? Beavis und, und Butthead. If they were saying dude anything, it would have to be where's my car? Exactly. <laughs> I mean... Dude. I don't see why driving 200 miles an hour means you can't be frightened of... Um, spot. I mean, I... It's a more pedestrian fear. I have a, in my um, office, Hmm. I have a a sink. Oh, Alan Sugar. (laughs) And I put my hand in the sink and there was like candy floss in there. And I thought, that's weird. And it was all over the tap. And then the biggest spider I've ever seen appeared at the back. And I realised this was its, it had emanated from the spider, some sort of terrible candy floss type webbing thick though thick and sticky and this spider was the biggest I've seen in in the United Kingdom outside of some sort of exhibition (laughs) how how large a sort of uh, it's impossible to honestly describe a spider a big spider Um, just take it from me it was I was Mm. genuinely frightened yeah Um, um, I took its life (laughs) 
I was I was frightened. Exaggerated. I was so frightened. It's a bit grander than it was. I do think it's like. You've reminded me. I was. I killed a man. You reminded me. I shot a man in. I shot a man. In Bloemfontein in the eighties. He came. He came out of my sink covered in candy floss, and I. He was asking for it. Some sort of uh, roust about. At the and then also ghastly business. No, what did I remind you of? I dashed him up. Um, <laughs> when I was at the fringe, at the, performing at the, the monkey barrel, there's a sort of big monkey barrel sign behind you on, on the stage. Mm. Mm. And I was doing my show and a guy in the front row gasped and pointed above my head, which is never a good sign mm. from the oh. front row in a crowd. And I sort of ignored him, but then I saw consternation spread among the... Uh, other people not in his group so I thought okay and I said what is it and he said spider <laughs> sort of a single word <laughs> okay and I thought okay you know this is the UK how big can they you know let's, this is a silly distraction I turned around and fair play <laughs> it was uh, a biggie it, it looked like it had an address oh it man big but your candy floss could have been because are you familiar with the custom um, the male spider the gifts that they present to the female they wrap insects up in a in webbing. Okay. And they do. Have you ever seen this? And they do a sort of dance, holding the gift which they present. One. But sometimes it's a fake. They dupe them. They pretend oh. it's an insect in the webbing, but it's actually a uh, a carcass. Oh well, I no, I didn't. There might have been stuff. I, I, it was all on my hands. I was just in a panic. I was in an absolute tizzy. You would have made such a gift, Frank. I know. What well, an my, enormous my, prize! My greatest, uh, hell of a dance. My, Frank doing the dance in the pants yeah, with yeah. webbing on. Much love, comedian Frank Skinner, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> gift wrapped. Um, I um, my best ever spider spectacle was I saw a um, a wasp get caught in a spider's web, Just, and the spider oh, went over to collect his justice. meals. And the the sting went into the spider, and I just watched. So the 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 pulping posterior, pumping at this poison, and the spider's legs sort of extending and contracting in horror as the poison pumped in. Breakfast radio, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) If it was Attenborough, I'd get a BAFTA for that. All I'll get now is complaints. So, Lewis Hamilton frightened of spiders. So, here's one of his... He said, because I'm frightened of spiders, I always stay in high hotel rooms. Monster yeah. hotel rooms. Them. Monster. <laughs> yeah. They, um... Do you think anyone's told Lewis the bad news three <laughs> spiders and climbing? climbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine his friend said, uh, yeah, uh, uh, um, oh, spiders, oh, 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 they climb. Yeah, 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 they climb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look out! Here comes the Spider-Man. Strictly stars. Yeah, it's not going to work that, Lewis. No, if I want, if I was Lewis Hamilton and I had access to the sort of funds he does, I would book a very high hotel room and then directly beneath my hotel room, mm. I'd make them fill a room with flies. Yeah, yeah. 
that would be a better... Or get a bird, get a pet bird. Yes, yeah, pet, uh, pet they, I'm presuming. I mean, I'm I'm getting my zoology here from the old woman who swallowed a fly. <laughs> That's where I get my nature you can't information have a pet from. Bird. It's a bit sort of Dickensian. People character. always have pet birds when I was a. Uh, Do they? Yeah, in cages, you know. I'm oh, quite... that's nice. You're making it sound much... I'll make it sound more reasonable. Yeah, in cages. I think Lewis Hamilton would be a much more of a sort of traditional British sporting eccentric if he had some sort of macaw. <laughs> yeah. they just carry it I with him like... everywhere. What I would like is when you got a shot inside the uh, the, the, the cockpit or whatever and the macaw <laughs> yeah. is, is like horiz- horizontal because of the G-force. <laughs> you can just see the knuckles on the, on the shoulder. <laughs> Bald within a week from stress, that bird. Yeah, no, yeah, just a slight trail of feathers going down the track. Oh, I'd, I'd lo- I think every racing, every Formula One driver should have to drive with a bird. So you can choose the bird. Mm. Well, choose James your bird. Hunt certainly did. <laughs> I, um... You can choose, Frank, but you've got to have a bird. Emu. What? Head, no, head out the top, whipping backwards. Oh, oh no. no you, and then you'd That'd have a slight terrible. crow, like a goth. A, the goth Formula One yes. would go for the crow, obviously. Yes, the crow, yeah. yeah. There are uh, no goth Formula One. They're not interesting enough to be goths. A goth petrol head would be a funny... They're fa- they started yeah. that terrible uh, shoey trend, didn't they? What's that? Do you know what a shoey is? No. It's um, it's quite an Aussie thing. Oh no, you're doing a shoey. It's drinking a beverage out uh, of the shoe. Out of the shoe. So the boy will be in a bar, and they'll suddenly everyone will start oh. shouting shoey, um, and he'll remove is, uh, the shoe and yeah. hold it aloft and drink it. But the Formula One's. But this comes from the 18th century <laughs> tradition, where stage door Johnnies would drink champagne from an actress's slipper oh. as a homage. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, but you wouldn't do that these days. You're not drink it out of some No, you wouldn't want to drink it. I don't think if you did that, no, that would probably be career-ending. I wouldn't like to see... That would really put me off someone doing a shoey. Yeah, can, can you imagine, like, Dame Judy Dent saying that Frank Skinner... I caught Frank Skinner drinking, um, what would it be? Apple ties <laughs> yes. from from one of me size fives. I mean, I that, mean Kate Winslet, you'd be, you'd be Kate, pretty I couldn't drink up. that. I couldn't drink that much. <laughs> Kate... Nine and a half UK. Really? Yeah. That's a pint, isn't it? Yeah. What size As are I you? always used to say, can't watch TV in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 81215, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via Frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Ultra Magnus, one of our regulars. Did yeah. we meet um, Ultra Magnus in person? I think we did. Ultra Magnus yes. came to see us. Lovely. He was charming. And with his, Mrs. Magnus. With, I love Mrs. Magnus. Oh, Ma Magnus. Oh, I don't think we should refer to her in that way. Okay. Um, if the M25 is a roundabout, then everyone who lives within its boundaries has been sleeping on the central reservation. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I did that through most of the 80s. Oh, it's a shame. We almost called them islands in Birmingham, not roundabouts. Oh. Mm. 
Mm. Did you do it to make your sleeping arrangement seem more glamorous? <laughs> yes, exactly. My <laughs> island retreat. My island paradise. <laughs> Islands in the stream. I think I might have released some streams on the island. Mm. <laughs> but we will go to that, sir. <laughs> Uh, let's return to Simon of Sudbury. I mean, he does, he is... I thought it was ultramodernous. No, that done him. was ultramodernous. Okay. I'm just going to one of our other regulars. I appreciate, you know, he's a... Heavy... There's only six people listening to this show. <laughs> <laughs> we all just talk to each other. I mean, we could meet in some sort of booth. Yes. I would say, I would say, I beg to differ, I would call Aye. them quality content Aye. providers. That really <laughs> reminded me of that Phil Collins. I, I feel so lonely when you're not... You know that one? I... <laughs> Yes, I enjoy that one. Yes. It's on the Genesis album. Is it? Oh. Simply called Gen. I think it is. I may be wrong. It's one with That's All and Mama and all those ones. Yeah. They, I, don't, I, don't I know, know a man who will know. Do you, Frank? I do, but I don't know Genesis very well. I never got David into Baddiel that. David Baddiel loves Genesis. Is that right? Mm. Uh, I, like, I, I like Genesis, the book of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the original. Yeah, exactly. Five nine seven. How about a pet gecko for Lewis? He could keep it zipped up in his racing jacket and stick it in his hotel room wall at night. Stick it, stick it to. Oh, I'm sorry. They, they eat, they eat um, spiders, do they? Geckos. Yeah, it's a lovely idea. Yeah, I guess they eat insects. Brackets general. What would you call it? What would the name be? A gecko. Oh, the, the actual name for the gecko. I'd call it Michael after. Reminiscent of Michael Greco, who was in EastEnders. <laughs> yeah, it'd be more original than Gordon, I'm sure. I bet there were a lot of Gordons, geckos called Gordon, around the time Wall Street came out, Frank. A rush. Um, yes. A rush on them. Well, speaking of um, songs and song lyrics and origins and so on, we've got some, some previous... Do we have a jingle, Frank, for previous? Just I don't think we do, do, do we? Do you want to just do one? You're quite good well, at Well, speaking things. of jingles, by the way, I, I I don't know if you remember when we talked about... There was a week of tremendous discovery for me when I found out that a pine martin wasn't a bird. Mm. Yes. And um, <laughs> we we looked up uh, pine martins, and apparently they're quite um, savage. The bouncers. Creatures. Of the animal world. Was and it something it, of destruction? What was it? No, it says they operate a landscape <laughs> of fear. <laughs> and I said that sounded like a Bond theme and yeah. sang it. And, you know, occasionally our clever readers take um, some part of the show and turn it into something more um, grand. Mm. Get your ears round this. Frank Skinner is James Bond in Landscape of Fear. It isn't a bird, it isn't a plane, but we need a landscape of fear. Landscape of fear. They're coming here. For their landscape of fear. They're coming here. It's a pine martin frame. Yes, um, I genuinely don't know. very good. Can I say Stuart White? Stuart did White. Oh, I love Stuart White. Thank you, Stuart White. It's absolutely brilliant. You did if a I great job. If I do say Whitey. so myself, good job, Whitey. <laughs> Different class. Frank, you sound great. Really good. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that Bond theme call. 
That's uh, probably too late now. I'll have to settle for my four number one records. <laughs> Frank, we uh, oh yeah, Pierre was just taking oh, yes. us down into Provenance Corner. Yes, speaking of song lyrics. Yes. Um, Paul Simon uh, says Bob. Paul Simon held a party at his New York apartment, and one of the guests was clearly at the wrong party. And as he left, he said to Paul Simon, "Great party, Al, and give my love to Betty." Uh, that became Call Me Al. Oh. So that's the provenance of that. Claims Bob. I wonder who he thought he was, though. Mm. I mean, it's, you'd think you'd recognise Yeah, Paul, especially Paul in the white, the white cap. Perhaps you <laughs> mistook him for one of the Roubettes. Is he a bit of a short king, Paul Simon? Is he? Mm. I don't know, because Art's hair was so <laughs> high. It gives you a fault. Just to mention the fact that he's called Art. <laughs> well, I think it's Arthur, isn't exactly. it? Exactly, but he ch- who called Arthur? Decides Art, isn't it? <laughs> Well, Arthur Garfunkel, it's a bit of a... It's, 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 a, it's a roller coaster of a... Of a There's all name. sorts of choices. There's all sorts of things you can do with that name. Artie? I, th- I think that... Yeah, Artie Garfunkel. It can't be Art. No. I like it. <laughs> I love, but he, he had... To, he, he, sh- he was one of those who should have dwelt in I, Barney. <laughs> Uh, Matt Finch, we're still in previously corner. Okay. Matt Finch has been in touch. Yeah. Uh, Robert Plant has frequented the same pub near his home for many years. One entrance to the pub is called the Outdoor for takeaway sales. Yeah. And you can use this door to enter the pub. That, that was what we called off licenses in the West Midlands. Really? So we go nip into the Outdoor. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. you'll be all over this language then. Mm-hmm. This led to the Led Zeppelin album being called In Through the Outdoor. Prince later used the line in Raspberry Beret. Okay. Raspberry Beret. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can play either. By the way, oh, he's got a joke. I think you might know the answer to this. Okay. He's got a sort of dialect joke. Uh, do you want to do the honours? I can try. I can try. <laughs> By the way, what's the difference between a buffalo and a bison? Thank your core wash your hands in a buffalo. That's it, yeah. I mean, it's... Oh, your core, can you? Literally, word for word, <laughs> yeah. letter, for consonant and vowel. Yes. Exactly how it's been written. I miss those jokes that don't work anywhere else. <laughs> Landscape-specific gags. Yeah. But, you know, it's good. Landscape! Um, it's a landscape-specific gag. Ooh. <laughs> Well, we have a special show next week, by the way, um, to celebrate the anniversary of the death of Peter Mark Roger, who died um, on next Sunday, the man who invented Roger's thesaurus. Oh. All right. So I look forward. Any any Roger facts you've got? Any of your favourite <laughs> listings? You'll be commemorating, remembering... Marking. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Was he? Do you know what it was? Was with, you know what happened with Roger? He um, he suffered, enough, no. suffered with depression. Oh, and one way he coped with it was making lists. He used to make massive lists. And in the end, he thought, you know, I should use these. I could sell these mad lists. Yeah, and then he went with Roger's. Well, what I like yeah. is exactly, I'm afraid if he was marketing it now as a sort of YouTuber, they would just be called mad lists. It would yeah. not be called Roger's. Yeah, they would, yeah. 
But I like the idea that all his birthday card and Christmas card problems were sorted because that was his option, wasn't it? That, oh, I bet that was his thing. I would have made that my thing. Have a happy, joyful... Right, yeah. That's yes, what exactly. you would have done. Everybody would have done that. Would have driven him crazy. <laughs> if, if I was Roger, I would constantly use the most niche word of all categories in order to increase sales. Yeah. I'd say, what does that mean? I'd say, well, buy, buy one and find out. Yeah. That's yeah, what I'll tell you. Well. Well, I mean, I feel I've had that with Short King this morning. I've discovered something. <laughs> I never even had an, any idea such a phrase existed. It's pretty, it's pretty much. It's pretty I new. said off air, I think, didn't I? Maradona. I mean, he's oh, possibly the ultimate short. He'd be more king. of a short presidente. <laughs> Generalissimo. <laughs> That's how I'd see it. Um, so. We're still in. Um, previously land. Previously. We've had some other ones. Pierre, do you want to do the honours? Um, We've had. Go on. The History and Pictures. Please. We've uh, had a message from who sent us History and Pictures? Um, oh, yes, Matt Penn. One, one up from the Tipton Slashers monkey, he suggests. Mm. Uh, Corporal Jackie was a baboon in the South African Army in the First <laughs> World War. I mean, I'm in at Corporal Jackie. Corporal Jackie, the baboon. Corporal Jackie, it's, I'm all over this. He was, he was made their mascot when his owner was drafted into the war. Jackie received various injuries, oh. such as being shot on the shoulder and having his right leg blown off. Oh, oh it's a shame. Man, no. They had oh. no choice. My the, great... That's what it says on the, the animals <laughs> in the war. Monument. Yes. yes. <laughs> My great grandfather was in the Somme in, in the South African infantry, and I don't recall any stories being passed down about how hard it was to administer first aid to Corporal Jackie. No, I bet. Corporal Jackie probably worked in the uh, in the the hospital, the field hospital. Well, there and is said a... things like, "Come on, I've only got two pairs of hands." <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We're talking about uh, Corporal Jackie this morning on Absolute Radio, the baboon in the South African army during yes. World War One. And, and Pierre told me in that break that um, something I didn't know that baboons can operate as shepherds. Yes, if if trained, not freelance. No, I don't mean just spontaneously. <laughs> Is it if trained? I think if you raise them from, I, I guess, a pup. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I think you can sort of get, get a bit of reliable work out of them. From a babby. Yeah. Um, can you, though? <laughs> because guess what? Not happening on my watch. No. In, in not that I have a watch. But I'm not... <laughs> I am not letting baboons near my flock. No. I wonder if they um, respond to whistles like sheepdogs. Maybe. It would be a hell of a thing to show up with at Crufts. Oh, Carnage. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, would, be great. it wouldn't work with the Crofts look because, you know, they, they favour a pantsuit. Yeah. yeah. The Crofts ladies these days. Well, with that's a, a wide right, leg trouser. Jackie would be in full uniform. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can tell you exactly what Jackie would be in because I've, I've done a deep dive. Oh, yeah. Jackie was given an official style uniform with a cap, a ration set, and his own pay book. Jackie would salute to superior officers and light soldier cigarettes. He would even stand at ease in the style of a trained soldier. Isn't okay. that amazing? Yeah. And apparently it says due to his heightened senses, Jackie was very useful to sentries on duty at night because he'd sense a, an oncoming attack. You wouldn't want to be a German soldier coming face to face <laughs> with Jackie, would you? My word. Not face to face. You'd be a very. You'd be a bit of a short king. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, Kle a Kleiner Kaiser. Exactly. 
Exactly. <laughs> Any German listeners, do you have a Kleiner Kaiser concept? Who is your Kleiner Kaiser? Who's your Kleiner Kaiser? Oh, well, I know I who think would it be. be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it's suitable content. No. <laughs> Has anyone ever called Hitler a short king? Oh, he's done it. They did call him a little corporal. Oh, there you go. So I him mean, and Jackie were called Jackie. That's right. <laughs> They're equivalent rank in the same war. Exactly. I love the fact how these two um, lives diverted, these two corporals. There is a picture which I'm afraid is very cruel, we should oh, say, no. of... Uh, <clears throat> Of Jackie. Jackie taking tea, which is not... No, Absolute Radio it. does not Look, condone that. I don't know what it is, but if you dre- dress up any kind of simian... Yes. Yeah. Any ape or monkey, that always end. People won't resist getting the old teacups out. That's true. Because <laughs> it used to be a thing at the zoo. They used to have the chimpanzees' teacups. Is that where it comes from? Yeah, it used to be a standard thing. Why did it start, I wonder? Why did the chimpanzees... I mean... Shiving each it's other with porcelain gone. fragments, I think. We didn't. We didn't know then. <laughs> um, tea was a nice thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We thought they liked it, but uh, I don't think they do like. I it. don't think I've ever worn a. Um, you know, sometimes in the winter you wear a long sleeve black top and put a t-shirt over it. I've never done that without thinking of a chimpanzee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the black arms coming underneath. I'm sorry, I don't know why I brought that up. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. We're doing... um, Well, we're sort of lingering a bit in previously, and we're sometimes... We've got one foot in previously, one foot in the outside world, the current outside world. We have one from Zoe J. Queen's Radio Gaga comes from Roger Taylor's son as a small child, saying that a song on the radio was radio... I think I can say this word. Mm, That's made everyone a bit nervous. Well, I suddenly worried. I think it's okay. It's a child's word for for, um, deposits. Okay. Sounds a bit... Rhymes with Gaga and begins with C, sort of. Okay. Are we allowed to say that? I'm not sure. The producer's nodding. She says yes. Surely. Okay. It's on, on her head, be it. OK? Well, let's hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, Radio... OK. So did Lady Gaga take her name from Radio Gaga? Shirley. Shirley as well. Yeah. <laughs> Is that her name? Shirley, Shirley Gaga. Shirley Gaga. Lady Shirley would be uh, infinitely preferable. Don't you think that sounds like a Thunderbirds character? Frank, yeah. I've been listening to the Jerry Anderson podcast. You've got to get involved. And yes. other things I never thought I'd say. <laughs> mm. Oh, they're great. Jerry Anderson's son is involved. No, I know. I've been oh. invited to do it, but well, I don't... You must. I don't feel I know enough. OK. And there are so many people on podcasts and things that don't have the qualifications to speak on those topics. I yes. know. I don't want to be that person. I know. I understand, mm. especially now. Um, Why now? Well, because the podcasts <laughs> have all got quite... It's it's all about uh, Love Island. Mm. That's OK. You know, it's been perfect. <laughs> um, female silver foxes we also discussed. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. We were debating whether the fact there's so many male silver foxes and not yes. many obvious female ones, that there's some sort of age and women... Um, wrongness mm. going on. An imbalance, a bias. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, Silver Vixens, uh, Steve Hewitt has suggested Emmylou Harris. 
Yes, no, she is. She's. Pro- I mean, this is one of the things is that I think women are more accustomed to dyeing their hair traditionally, so they're happy to not yes. go. But yes, Emmy Lou Harris has gone proper silver and looks great. Mm-hmm. And um, Helen. Um, oh God. Mirren. Mirren. Well, we had a debate about... No, there's been a whole thing Oh, about no. That. What have I stepped into here? No. Um, Is it Radio Emma- Gaga? Yes. <laughs> Emily thinks that um, there's something... What what colour did you call it? Well, she's... A, I mean, let's be honest. It's not... It's a... It's kind of a... There are various names for it, but it's a Beverly Hills blonde, you which is she, that... Mm. Yeah. It's that not, doesn't sound good. That is good. But it's that sort of golden blonde. So it's not a natural colour? No. It's sort okay. of a grande, I'm going. What a about grande? A great blonde. Grande. Grand, I like grande. Okay, grande. You think she's pulling a, an, a, an Andy Warhol? Grande, yeah. Well, he had a wig. A wig and, and dyed his hair, to, uh, tried dyeing his hair at some point. It's quite clever. It meant no one ever knew his age, and he was treated with a lot more sort of respect. Well, didn't he reverence. just go white very early? That's the way to Dutch, the way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> he. That's um, Mr. C. Right, right, War, Andy Warhol impression. What if he'd spoken like that all the time? <laughs> Would he have been a cult hero if that was how he spoke? I think it would have been uh, considered performance <laughs> art, surely. Yeah, when maybe. was the last Mr. Punch show you went to? That question to Frank Skinner. Well, I went to the Punch and Judy. <laughs> he it normally. Like, he doesn't even pause to go, why are you asking me that no, weird question? I went question? to the, the Punch and Judy festival at um, the church in Covent Garden. Sure. And um, so I, I heard two Punch and Judy men talking, and one said, you did, do you still do the hanging? <laughs> Apparently, it's it's, dro- it's been dropped by uh, some people who've tried to be a bit more PC. There's always a schism, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. So there's quite a lot of stuff the that's, that's PC a bit brigade troublesome. ruining it for everyone else. Right? Yeah, there is a PC in it, but he gets killed as well, I think. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Anna Banana. Oh, yeah. She very much enjoys They Had No Choice. Okay. <laughs> she says it always makes her spit out her tea. And she feels it could be the KFC strap line, which is rather cool. <laughs> or any non-vegetarian establishment. I think the KFC strap line should be battery hens. <laughs> KFC, the Colonel biopic, by the way. No. Oh, we need to organise a screening of that. Oh, yes. Oh, it was fabulous. Did it it have one of those incredibly contrived scenes where he sort of trips and and knocks a lot of herbs and spices into a pile? there was literally a scene with him, and it's a very, very muscle, sort of impossibly good-looking man saying, you'll never know my secret recipe. (laughs) (laughs) It's honestly like that. I think we had someone texting the show once. They were in something like Blackpool in 1969, and they saw him in a car, and he wife to them or something. <laughs> I said there was a definite meeting um, Colonel Sanders story someone sent in. Yeah, I think there was. Well, it's not quite at that level, but I think interesting question here for you, Frank, from Damo in Sheffield, mm-hmm. who's not Australian, I assume, but I'm, I've decided that they well, are. The Their scouse, name is Damo. The Damon throne, I would say, is uh, retro Damon, our Damon from Brookside. Does oh, he yeah. sit in the Damon throne? Well, for me, it'd be the... the uh, the omen, 
He's yeah. still, oh, Damien, still yes. got that, all that. Oh, oh. Damien, Damien, yes. Yeah. Yeah. How, how much threat would Damien lose if you punched him in the arm and said, all right, Damo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of chummy Australian hanging out with the Antichrist. Damien, he favoured a Paul Simon cap, didn't he? Mm. Spooky, he's... spooky schoolboy. Mm. Do you um, think anyone calls Helen Mirren Damo? <laughs> Anyway, what's Damo so, got? Damo says, I'm listening on Absolute 80, so apologies if someone has already messaged. And I like that sort of um, cautious humility. Mm-hmm. They haven't, needless to say. But is Frank's knowledge about Alan Ladd due to his research when he wrote his sitcom? Oh, yes, because Alan Ladd starred... Which sitcom would that be? Alan Ladd starred in Shame, <gasps> the Western, um, which um, I called the thing Shame. Um but don't no. dismiss no. it by calling it the thing. The thing. Yeah, my, I wrote a sitcom, but you know did it you? was it was bad. Did you just <laughs> did you do a second series at all? I did write a second <laughs> series. It was filmed, edited, dubbed, and is still in a vault at ITV. <laughs> like uh, at the end of Indiana Jones. If you imagine the times on ITV, they must have, we've got absolutely nothing to put on here. What about, no, no, there must be something else. I said no, N- NCIS or something. So they still yeah. paid for it? But they oh, just yeah, didn't... they paid for it. As, um, as Matthew Kelly said to me, who, uh, who was in one of the episodes, we all got paid. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, I mean, that's what matters really, Frank, isn't it? Um, well. As Johnny Briggs once said to my mother, you, you may remember, you say your lines, you get paid, you go home, love. Yeah. OK? Fair enough. What was the name of it? Baldwin's? What was the name of the factory? They oh. sold... Um, they made underwear. Yes. I can't remember. One of our I'm readers sure. will know. Yes. You know what? One of our readers will definitely be getting in touch with that information. One of our readers Don't you knows worry. everything, let's face it. Um, yeah. So, um, what, we have a guest next week. <gasps> Shut up. Danny, if I'm... If I'm uh, I shouldn't... Should Are I? we allowed to say? Well, what? well, the, the producer, because she's a stand-in, is not taking the responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a leafy. Um... So I won't tell you, but we've got a guest next week. Um, and we are done. Um, thanks. <laughs> I'd love to end on that. Luster sign off. Yeah, I've, I don't know where my luster has gone, but all that glisters is not gold. Lovely, correct. Oft misquoted. Not um, Frank. No, not Frank. So look, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out.